guess we should. I don't That's know. why we're here, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now for real. Let's push play and record. Yeah, now, right? Hey, welcome to KLOS 50 in Reverse Podcast. Thanks for joining us for Episode 5, The Legendary Concerts, Events, and Promotions. Yes, KLOS is celebrating its 50th anniversary as a rock and roll radio station in Southern California. And over the course of that time, we celebrated and created numerous promotions and events that have become legendary. I'm Rita Wilde, along with my co-host, Stu Herrera. Hello. Stu, the, I have to call him a genius now, genius wizard. <laughs> Joining us for this discussion are two gentlemen who worked for decades in the promotions department at KLOS, and they were an integral part of the magical ride that we all went on. Stephen G. Smith, a.k.a. The Lizard Killer, and C.W. West, both former promotion directors at KLOS. Stephen G., hello. Hi. How are you, Rita? Very nice to see you and Stu. So wonderful to see you, too. Yeah, I mean, really... Uh, let's just look at each other for 35 minutes. We had to uh, grow your mustache back, Steve. <laughs> I, had I a will beard. if you will. <laughs> we had a lot of lot of great, great years together. So yeah. that's the sound of Stephen G's voice, yeah. the lizard killer. And yeah. this is C.W. West. I didn't kill any lizards. What else yeah. did but you killed something? Probably did, but <clears throat> we don't want to get into that. It doesn't have anything to do with promotions. That's right. <laughs> so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit how you guys got involved in radio? Well, well, for me, uh, I grew up in Southern California, North Hollywood, 93KHJ. That was it. You know, we had our AM radio in the garage playing ping pong, boss radio. Uh, there was a program called Ninth Street West that was a spinoff, a TV show with Sam Riddle as a host. And uh, they were playing at the North Hollywood Park. They were doing like a, a taping there of canned heat. Oh wow. oh, wow. And I'm a kid. I have a bicycle and I have a brother and we rode our bikes over there. And we didn't tell my parents. And honestly, I was just fascinated with the station, with the music. Uh, Cam Nelson was the hot blonde that was on the show as well. And they had these trucks with cameras and the and the, everything was set up, you know, and they lip synced to the, one of their songs. Mm. And I was just like, uh, it was mind boggling to me as a kid to see all of this in North Hollywood. Uh, like, oh, this is what I'm going to see, see on TV later, you know? So it really made a, a big impact on me, and I thought, uh, you know, I need to be in the entertainment business. Radio was part of the equation, film, television. I wasn't quite sure what. At one point, I thought I, I would be on the air and be an on-air personality, but, I, you, you know, I, I don't have that. No, you're good. That personality. <laughs> oh, thank you. I hire you for something. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so you you got a degree in broadcast journalism yeah. or broadcast media. Yeah. Here's a little patch. Season. This is for uh, you know you guys. Oh, wow. There's wow. a KHD oh, cool. patch, and here's K West and everything. Oh my god! Oh. Wow, K West. But I got my FCC license <laughs> and all that. Yeah. And uh, how'd you wind up at KLOS? Well, I was at Cal State Northridge. Uh, there was an internship program. I really wanted to do an internship because I thought, well, that might lead to some kind of job. And uh, there was an internship available at KBC Radio in the editorial department, which I had no interest in whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I was, honestly. They were the know. top station, man. Too, yeah, I mean, talk radio. Yeah. And it was like researching and writing editorials for George Green, uh, the <laughs> president general manager over there. Wow. And I, I went in there <laughs> and I said, uh, you know, I really appreciate you meeting with me, but this isn't for me. I'm more interested in what's going on across the hall at KLOS. Because I was a young kid. And uh, and then uh, the person that I was interviewing with introduced me to Nell Kane Benton, mm. the community relations director. And we just hit it off. And she was my friend and mentor forever. Yeah. And 
one thing led to another, volunteering and being in the community relations department and and being in the right place at the right time, having a truck, hauling stuff around. Uh, and it was like a, almost a 21-year career. Boy. I'm going to use one of Brian's lines, a 30-minute 30, 30 podcast. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. CW? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Are we done? We're, right. We're wrapping up already? No, yeah. no, Thank no. Thank you, everybody. Oh. Good night. So how did you <laughs> get it? How so did you... for me, I grew up in Northern California, and I was listening to uh, a, a, mainly an FM radio station called KSAN, which was kind of the real underground FM radio for San Francisco. And I'm like, this is awesome. So I wound up going to college uh, down in Southern California. I interned uh, a a summer at KSJO Radio in San Jose. And then I came banging on the door for promotions. And Stephen G was there. And I said, I want to intern here. And that's how I got into it. I just had the passion, love the music, and can't play any instrument, can't sing, can't do anything else. So I'm like, how do I get into this industry? And it kind of fell into my lap. So I just kind of kept following it from there. A lot of people, I think, would think, wow, what a dream job if you're a promotion director of a big old radio station uh, like KLOS. Say, for example, this year, if Led Zeppelin got back together again, you know, if they did and did Some that tour, you would you would come, you know, automatically to KLOS. KLOS would have carte blanche. KLOS would have all the T-shirts and, and the signage and all that. But it doesn't happen like that, does it? There's a lot of drama. <laughs> there's always drama, and there's always radio wars, and there's always, you know, the competition, and we want something, and the competition wants something, and it's kind of building it and putting it together and trying to create something so you look cool and the listeners look at you like you own exactly what it is. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, we also have the legal department at many times that mm. gets their foot in the way. But, yeah. Steve, did you ever have any issue with, you know, concert promoters? Or? I have lots of issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having an issue with you right now. Okay, sorry, I'm cutting sorry. my time it's from okay. before. I was, okay. I was rambling. Use it, use it up now. Use it up now. Oh. Um, you know, there are lots of uh, hurdles to a climb over. It's Listen, it's it was the best job ever. Absolutely. But, you know, looking back at my career, my life and all that, it's like, wow, working for a rock and roll radio station at its prime in KLOS – but yeah, I mean, you know, Mark and Brian, for instance, they would come up with some hairbrine idea and it'd be like, what? Hmm. You know, and like we try to figure out how can we do this? Do we have the budget? Like we're going to, you know, you want to dip yourselves in the chocolate. Time. Yeah, I mean, okay, that, that was one of their first big promotions. So literally somebody, they said that, let's, uh, let's dip ourselves in chocolate for Valentine's well, Day. Well, yeah, there was a conversation about, uh, well, they, they had started in, in September of 87 and that February Fourteenth. Uh, it's like we want to do something for for um, Valentine's Day. What can and we just ran around some ideas, and it was up to us, you know, to figure out. Okay, we're going to dip you. How do we dip you in chocolate? How do you find a vat that yeah, big? How do you, how do you get yeah, chocolate you that much chocolate? That. You open up the yellow pages and start yeah. looking for <laughs> no, like, I mean, you know, you call are you your computer, man? We Google. actually, we were right down. There did, was no, well, let me ask you, we, KLOS is always right down the street from C's. Did that play a part? Well, I went to them and said, hey, can we, we need a bunch of chocolate. And they said, uh, no, no, thank you. So we went to we went to Smart and File actually. Awesome. <laughs> but and then uh, uh, we had you know we just kind of had to think through the whole thing. Like uh, okay, we're going to hoist them up on a crane. We got to have them in a in, a, in some kind of uh, gear. Mm. And I actually tried one on and I fell out the of harness, it. The harness. <laughs> the harness. I'm like, okay, this one doesn't work. How much chocolate did we put in there? 
we're going to, you know, and we, we kind of choreographed the whole thing and ran it by them. And said, okay, we, but first of all, we had to get Bill Summers, our general manager, to approve all this. How did that go? And he, he said, you know, I said, I just laid it all out for him. <laughs> and like, here's the budget, $5,000. We're going to dip wow. these boys in chocolate. <laughs> and 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 $5,000. $5,000. You want me to spend $5,000 like, to yeah. dip these guys in chocolate? Yeah, we just take the money and burn it. <laughs> yeah, but I said, you know, this is what's going to go down. We're going to get TV crews down here. Sure. We're going to photograph it. It's going to be great radio. We're gonna, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so unique and different. And so we did it. And... Uh, <laughs> On the radio, and the the funniest part of the story is we dip them in chocolate. Everybody you know who heard it knows what happened. Then we have to get them out, clean them up, and get them back <laughs> on the air, right? So we go around the back of the guard shack, Roger's guard shack, and there's a hose. And you know how hoses have warm water, and then it gets cold real fast at like seven thirty in the morning. So it's like this isn't working out because they're like you know. It's like that scene at the end of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. You guys have been to county. Here it comes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I said, okay, let's go down. the. It was a long building, you know, on La Cienega. And we go in the side entrance and we'll go into the bathroom. So we go in there. <laughs> they shed all their stuff. I have my foot on the door. I'm the only one in there. They're completely naked. <laughs> we got chocolate all over them. There was oh. some shrinkage going on, I'll be honest. And we cleaned them up. Are you sure it was all chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, God. I don't know. Anyway. Ooh. Come on, had to go there. Come well, on, sure. Boys. Come so, on. so we cleaned him up and got him, got him on the <laughs> got him on the air. I, I remember Arlo, the sales yeah. salesman. Arlo was banging on the door. I gotta go to the bathroom and like go to the other one down the hall. You just want to see them naked, yeah. Arlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've seen uh, more of Mark and Brian than most anybody. Mark and Brian certainly brought a lot of different uh, things to the radio station. We'll Stress. talk about some of that. Uh, but even before that, we had a high-profile personality in Fraser Smith. Yeah. Were you here for Fraser Smith? Yes. Here? Yeah. Fraser was great. Very creative. Um, the two hip card, party animals, and all that. In fact, I have a little surprise to show you. It's a visual. for This is great for the podcast. Go. Cool. It's perfect. But here's uh, number 007, the two hip card, oh my, my two God. hip card. What? Uh, we Whoa. made those. And uh, I like James Bond, so I took, you know, uh -huh. Frazier had number one. I don't know who had two through six. That's but awesome. Here is a backstage pass for to uh, Tommy Two-Tone with Frazier Smith opening up uh, at the Universal Amphitheater. Wow. And that was a proud moment for us because yeah. here's our morning guy at the Universal sold-out show. Yeah. And, uh, and he did his act, and he, and he was really great with all of that. So. And, and wasn't there a movie that he did as well? It was and called they Tag. Tagged, and they closed down one of the major... Westwood. It was in Westwood. Uh, he came in on a tank. I know you talked about yeah. that with Tommy on the Tommy uh -huh. podcast. And, uh, you know, he, he came roaring down the street down in Westwood, California on this tank. And that's how he arrived at the at the uh, the premiere of the thing. I've I've noticed. For, <laughs> I uh, just kind of stumbled upon something that Frazier did back in about 1982. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but it's worth Googling. Uh, there was a band called Helix uh, that had a song called Heavy Metal Love. <laughs> and um, I think that's the track. Yeah. And uh, the video is, I well, it had to be banned on MTV, but it's on YouTube. And Frasier has a starring role in it. Oh, cool. Right up front. And I don't know if that rings a bell. 
No. Well, when we're done, (laughs) you've got to look at this video because there's no way it played on American MTV. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, so I had a lot of great years with uh, Fraser Smith, high profile, and then there was a couple of years where it was kind of like quiet, and then all of a sudden, 1987, Mark and Brian come in. And and they did things that were just like, okay, nobody is really doing those before, and we want these things done, and you guys have to figure out how it's going to get done. Usually a small amount of time. Oh, you know, like the the day before Thanksgiving wedding, which I think no, parade, no, parade, parade yeah. day before Thanksgiving parade, probably like about three days before. Oh, we won't put on a parade. Yeah, the first one I think was maybe the Friday before that <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, it was. You know, they came to us and said we want to have a parade, a listener parade, going out the front door in La Cienega, <laughs> which is a you know a major thoroughfare okay. to LAX, right. And then we want to go down about half a block and come in the back thing, and that's it. And I said, that's funny, but that's La Cienega. We can't do that. Yeah, you have to close it down. So it's like, okay, so how do we do this? So we go to South Coliseum Drive between the L.A. Coliseum and where the L.A. Sports Arena was, and we set up shop over there, and uh, listeners call in if you want to be in the parade. And I remember, you know, it was 10.30 the night before the Clippers played, and I talked to them about moving bleachers from the arena in the middle of the night, getting it all over there, get the stage set up, the Winnebago. We, we always had a Winnebago at these things. And we had a scissor lift, and KBC TV came out, and they shot it, and they actually edited it all day long, aired it at, at 7.30 that night on Channel 7, wow. and won a local Emmy for the show of the, the parade. Really? And my favorite was, and, and it was you know, I had this little moped that I'd, I'd zip around in, because... The, cr- yes. the crew would show up. There's a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there were there were thousands there. of people out there, too. There's probably 5,000 yeah. for the first parade. For the yeah. Plus, yeah. oh, my God. All the, all and the this listeners is in the that, morning. Yeah. that brought the floats. Yeah. And, yeah. and the entries. The one entry that was my favorite was the 95 Harley-Davidson Brigade. Oh, yeah. That was cool. If you have a Harley, you yeah. know, bring it on down. You're part of the gang. And so they would cut to a commercial break. They'd come back, and, and here's Lizard Killer Steve on his moped. And behind me was this gang of Harleys. Blah, 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 blah. Led by uh, our GM at the time, Bill Summers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Arlo had a Harley yeah. as well as sales guy. Mm-hmm. It was it was a great, fun event. There were, uh, but there were so many of those. Yes. Looking back, it at was the, fun. Putting it together was oh. just murder it was murder it really was because a we didn't know what we were doing so Did every you need permits lawyers all that kind of stuff Did you yeah get we approval? had to get the lawyers we had to get approvals we had to get a release form for every single person wow. that had to that appeared in the parade we had to somehow coordinate and hope that they signed it mm-hmm. and and then it was like how do we get how do we get the order how do we get the order to mark and brian how do they know what's coming up we need a description and believe me the first year was it went and it probably sounded great, but it was chaos. And I think you know, once we got this, the 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 years afterwards, we had a little bit more planning and figuring out what to do. So yeah. it, it really helped. Cool, we did one in Fullerton, in Orange, Fullerton, in, and in Orange City, around City the Orange. circle. Yeah. Orange, yeah. yeah. Eddie yeah. Money played there. They, that was pretty cool. They were. Uh, oh, we got the tubes in Fullerton. Oh, that tubes in Fullerton. Tom, Tom Hanks was shooting that movie. Yeah. Uh, that the thing, thing you, you that do. Thing you do. So they had all these filming trucks going on. We had to work with them and bring down 5,000 listeners and doing this parade through the circle in Orange. 
And that was that was a difficult one as well. And this this is all live too. So this is early morning yeah, a, live. So you're yeah, you know, starting at yeah, seven thirty in the morning, but so we're there at like two a.m. Did you have a like you got an annual budget every year? Yeah. it had to be five figures. Was it six figures? <laughs> in the beginning, what was it? Okay, you said five thousand dollars. Yeah, no, there was. There, if he, yeah, if one thing on, you know, on the on everybody's whim and for Valentine's was, was five grand, and that was Mark and Brian at the beginning uh-huh. before yeah. they before they really, yeah. yeah. There, there was some six figure uh, promotion budget. Yeah. So, yeah. like, for, like for bumper stickers, didn't mean we got to spend it all, Stu. Well, did you get know, to spend any of it? Some of it. I mean, <laughs> y- yeah, there was outdoor campaigns. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, TV. producing TV commercials. There was spending stickers cash, for every decals, T-shirts. How many Porsches were given away? <laughs> Twenty-one. Twenty-one Porsches. Twenty-one Porsches yeah. were given yeah. away. But and all, Harleys. I remember. I remember Porsches give, being given away. I remember twenty one of them being yeah, given away. Trans for Sammy, well, Sammy Hagar. There, originally, there were seven. Yeah. And my my notes here: Fox Hills Mall. We gave one away on October twelfth, nineteen eighty five. That was the first one. Oh. And let me tell you something: the energy. Oh yeah. Around here, you could just feel the excitement from the phones and people talking about it. And the next week, we're giving away another one, a 944 Porsche. Yeah, I, I nice. got to drive them out wow. to the malls. You know, we had oh. to figure out how to do this. And uh, and the, and then during that fall rating period, the seventh one, we had a big debate on, well, are we going to give $1,000 to each person? You get a key. You know, you call in, 95th caller gets a key. Right. One of those keys is going to start that, open the door, and the, the car's yours. <laughs> and when we did it live on Saturdays at malls, Joe Benson. Uncle Joe Benson. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a great And I was out there. And so we would, you know, we had a fishbowl, and, and you had like about two or 3,000 people looking at you like, okay, here's the key that works, all right? And I would tell every contestant, like, there's two things you need to do. Number one, don't break off your key that doesn't work in the in the in the, jo- right. in the door, <laughs> and make sure you put the key all the way in, and and turn it, you know, and uh, so in the seventh Porsche, the momentum was building, and even Bill Summers uh, got on the air and said uh, we had a big debate over lunch on what we were going to do, and he came on the air and he said the seventh Porsche will have a hundred thousand dollars cash in the Whoa. glove box. <laughs> One person will Whoa. win the, the, car the car and the th- and hundred thousand dollars, and because we were going to do, we we're talking about doing a thousand dollars for <laughs> yeah. ninety five, you know, contestants, right? And we're like, oh, no. each one, each loser, yeah. gets uh, you. So the consolation was going to be a thousand bucks. Loser gets a thousand dollars. Loser, here's a thousand bucks. That was that was. Uh, <laughs> That was there was a lot of they got a t-shirt excitement. <laughs> it was real exciting, and Uncle Joe Benson, yeah. God bless him, he was great with remotes. Yeah, he did a great uh, job. With and and you know the whole thing was was like getting out into the community and being everywhere we could and trying to find you know new listeners and turn them on to KLOS. And you know we're like oh we're in, we're in a mall, we're you know in Puente Hills Mall and Topanga and Brea and Gallery at South Bay. All we're all over the geographically. Wow. I mean, KLS's yeah. signal was huge. It still is. Yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to cover off, like, you know, with the, the Us Festival, sure. the Inland Empire and all that. You just get a map of, you know, a coverage map and see where the, the circles, the concentric circles go out to and then just start plotting yeah. yep. on that. After uh, a couple of years, I mean, those are all great things. But then after a couple of years, we got bought by Disney. And then that was a whole different kind of promotional element <laughs> as well. Uh, you know, we did uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie premieres and, and Mark and Brian riding their Harleys down Main Street. Main Street, yep. What other things? 
Uh, well, we did a lot of uh, special nights there, which were great. You know, we'd have 8,000 listeners there. We had a 25th anniversary there, didn't we? We had a yeah. 25th. We yeah. had, uh, I know we did a Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean one in 2000, I think it was six. We had quite a few, the opening of Toontown. And where it was just, you know, win tickets and come down and you got four or five hours that night from like eight to one. And uh, the park is open and there's really not that many people there. And it was just a great, huge, humongous party. There's one for uh, what oh, Indiana yeah, Jones great. Adventure. The Indiana there. Jones Adventure. I think you're on this. And all the jocks would be there, and they'd you're sign there, autographs. Rita. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was. Uh, we had floats going down Main Street. One and call, Remy. It was. Suzanne, we do the broadcast Ellen in the morning, and then we would at night we'd have a private party for our <gasps> listeners, and and I remember it's like and Disneyland by the way was fantastic. They were great to us. Uh, it's like okay. Even before they bought us, they were yeah. good to us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing: is that when when Brock and Brian came in, you know, at first, uh, honestly, I was a little skeptical of them, and like, okay, we have to meet these guys and figure them out, and what, what support them and all this stuff. But real quickly, uh, things really ramped up, and they were becoming very popular very fast. Hey, uh, Steve. Hey, promotion CW. Uh, we have this idea. Uh, we want to launch the Elvis Bob over the fountain at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Get it done? Can you do that by next Tuesday? Huh? <laughs> the Elvis Bob was this thing. When? That, oh, yeah. The, the Elvis Bob was... The big boy. The big boy. They stole it. The big boy. They actually, stole it? They actually yeah. on the air... Was, they confiscated it. Yeah, they didn't we, don't, we don't want people coming back. No, but, but sure they were... didn't mind. They were, uh, you know, no. made up to all the sorts of different things. So, yeah, the Elvis Bob was on top of the Capitol Records building. Yeah. Elvis Bob was skydiving. He <laughs> <laughs> was Frank and Bob at Frank the drive-in. Yes. Oh, yes. God. But yeah, he wanted to be launched because they had this thing about Las Vegas and the parachute and then also the Snake River. I don't think we ever did the Snake River, no. but it was like – That got into – our budget went way over. Yeah, yeah. Really? But it's like but you, you looked know, at it. It's like, yeah. let's do it. Let's get it done, huh? Chop, chop. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. Hey, there's this, there's this Elvis head that's going to be in the Rose Parade. Yeah. We want to drive it all the way across the country and drop it off in front of Graceland. Graceland. Let's get that done. Can him. we broadcast on the way? Let's do it. Sure. You know, that's uh, that's the bringing, magic of radio. You're yeah, bringing back something some, stupid. Some, some bad memories. Right. No, but, oh, yeah. but they're great the radio is. memories. This is where the stress kicks in. They're so great radio memories. I mean, no, if you was. have to have a headache about something, isn't it more fun to have yeah. a headache about a crazy, no, ridiculous... Yeah. It uh, was know, like... Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's make this happen. <laughs> and you know, most it, of it got done. Most everything they wanted, look, most of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was we were there to support them. And the, the other part of it is, you know, Mark and Brian kicked off the whole day part, the whole day. Yeah. With your show and everybody else's show along the way, Bob Coburn and 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 everyone, Gino Michelini, Steve Downs. Steve Downs. Yep. So we would like to, you know, it's like, okay, we you know, we've got the show going on. But we've got other yeah. day parts. And that's one thing that you guys did is like you didn't, you know, just have Mark and Brian. It was kind of spread out through everybody. Well, we had the whole know. station. We had the other 20 hours to be promoting. Yeah. So, and you, but you they, always did a great job with that, yeah. too. Yeah. They just took up most of the, 
you well, know, it makes most yeah, of the time. That's, that's how you. That's how it's done. It makes sense. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about uh, a couple of the big concerts, like uh, the Us Festival in '83. We talked about that on one of the podcasts. You brought a picture in from when yeah. we were doing that. That was uh, this that very was the, weekend. Yeah, exactly. Just Memorial this past Day Memorial Day yeah, weekend. weekend. Well, just the anniversary of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, in a few years. I mean, the, the anniversary, anniversary right. of it. Ah, yes. So, yeah. So that, like, yeah, this that was. It has uh, Bob awesome. Coburn out there, Stephen G. Smith, uh-huh. Chuck Moshans, who Chuck. did news, There's Tommy Hedges, our program director, Gail Murphy. And, oh, that's uh, Bill. Bill Summers, yeah. Look yeah. at Bill. Yeah, Bill Summers and Bob Coburn. <laughs> that's, uh, that Steve Downs was out there broadcasting. There live, and I think others, that was right? the one that I, I just started working like full time, I yeah. think, here. And uh, it was like a Saturday night, and they – I think it was Bob and Steve said, let's send it to the stage for Van Halen. <laughs> and that's when he he did drop the F-bomb on live on the air, and there's no – you know. Uh-huh. Oh, so, uh, yeah, no, so that brings back memories for me. But like that, uh, you guys kind of owned the Who concert. There was this big thing with KMET, and then all of a sudden, you know, KLOS showed itself up on the map by – yeah. That the parking was there a was there a pivotal was that the pivotal yeah I'd say that was it show I, or event I was the assistant uh, director of marketing and promotion Steve Gaspar was the head of the department and and somewhere along the line we came up with this idea that we can buy the parking because it's a separate entity from the venue and the, those shows by the way were at the sports arena oh, there was okay. a later show at the Coliseum okay okay and so uh, we're like hey. I remember going down there and talking to the guys. It's like, okay, let's get this paperwork together. We'll write you a check for five nights worth of free parking. And we'll put up the banners and we'll hand out the Who decals. And, you know, KLS presents nothing. I mean, it's on the ticket. I mean, KMET presents the show, but we're giving you free parking. And if you had a two-hip card, you, the first 95 people got a, a free KLS Who t-shirt. Yeah. So <laughs> let me tell you something. It was, like, brutal out there. In fact, I, I remember I had to... The phone number and the name of our ABC lawyer, you know, like I said, because there was a couple of on-air people from KMT that mm. uh, got a little testy. Yeah. That later came to work for us, I think. Yes, probably. yeah. <laughs> and even even How'd listeners, listeners would come in because KMT was huge, the Mighty Met, uh-huh. and I love this the station. I respected them, but I worked for KLOS, yeah. Yeah. and so they would come in and go, you know, F KLOS. I said, well, we got free parking for you. It's like, you know, and I'm like. Well, you know, F you. I'm like, okay, so it's $10, you know. <laughs> and they're, like, they're giving this look like, what? I'm like, no, but tonight it's free for KOS. So just, you know, yeah. thank you for coming. Enjoy the show, KLOS. Yeah. KLOS rocks. You know, KBT rocks. Okay. And um, <laughs> and that was the guerrilla warfare. That yeah. was like getting in the streets and with, there is with the no cool patrol. There is no way you could buy the parking today for any big show like that. Not I at mean, $35 a Dude, I know parking is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's offensive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tommy was mentioning on the podcast that they made sure after that that they, you know, they talked to, that, and contacted they, oh, everybody, yeah. and that they never happened. That, that never happened again. Yeah. But the fact that you even that it could happen once is no, we that's magic. Well, man. Another that's, show, the Born in the USA, Springsteen, oh, Springsteen yeah. tour. We're like, okay, we're we're kind of shut out of this thing. What are we going to do? And we made uh, KLOS baseball caps that said Bruce on them inside the ring. You know. Right. And the red ten- baseball cap looked like the yeah it looked the like the cap in his, in right. the, in his back, back pocket. pocket yeah and uh, and then we made uh, I think it was like ten thousand of those and a and a hundred E Street band hats for the crew Whoa. yes wow. yeah and so and the, I remember a T shirt too yeah but the hats were the one yeah because, and, yeah but, but this was like back in the day it was like okay send us your a copy of your ticket 
and your address and we'll mail you the hat. And we, in the conference room in the old building, it was labor, you know, just really different. Stuffing those. Yeah, we were all in there stuffing them. We were all in there. there. And there was a custom label and wear the hat to the show. We're going to be looking for you at the show. But then there was the stink with the label. Remember, we had to go through and we had to cut out all the labels because Bruce's management. Yeah. Because it's, I think it, because the it said. The label inside the hat. Not yeah. Because it, it said KLOS welcomes Bruce Springsteen to the, what, LA Sports uh, Arena, the dates. Okay. And I think the fact that it <laughs> said all of that, Bruce's management thought we were taking ownership, which of course is what we're trying to do. And they made us basically said, if you're going to distribute the hats, you got to cut out the labels. So we had to go through and snip all the labels out of 10,000 hats. Oh, it was your label. Yeah, yeah, we, the, yeah the, we, the, we, it was a custom, a custom label, label in the hat. That's the difference. That's that pivotal word, presents versus welcomes. Yeah, yeah. but, we, but wanted, did, yeah. we wanted exposure at the show, and it's sure. like, you know, we're playing Bruce. We, we love Bruce. Yeah. And believe me, as a promotion person and, and having mailed out, you know, my share of those hats and everybody else, Walking around that arena, seeing those hats going, yeah. you know, I personally ma- mailed you that hat. <laughs> you enjoy, yeah, enjoy you know, it. seeing it? It was, it was cool. I've never seen one of those. They're yeah. cool, yeah. Um, one thing that always separated KLOS from everybody else, uh, we always had a lot of fun, a lot of great concerts, uh, you know, Porsche giveaways and so forth. But it also cared about the community. The blood drive was one thing that was actually already yeah. starting long before – I got here, and it still continues to this day. Sure does. And uh, also, all the uh, we did Rock Relief for Africa. I brought in my poster tonight, so you can see that was signed by members of Kiss and Dio and Supertramp and all those people that came in for that whole weekend. We raised that money. Uh, fire victims, nine uh, eleven victims, pet adoptions, pet adoptions, veterans, still doing yeah, that, veterans. Too. Yeah, yeah. So you those, know, that was all. Yeah, it was one of those things. We had Nell Kane Benton, yeah. community relations director. God bless her. She was great. She, I mean, honestly, KLOS and FM Rock Station was like one of the first stations in the country, FM Rock Station, to get involved with community projects. And we just kind of felt like, you know what? We have great listeners. They love us. That We see them all the time. They talk to us. And we think that, you know, if we come up with the right causes, they might be interested in giving blood or adopting a pet, or buying a Christmas tree for charity, or buying the Mark and Brian CDs for charity. And, and they, you know, everybody came through, you know, the artists and the people that were on the CDs, the people coming out. It really, I remember being at the forum, walking around, seeing hundreds of people in beds, listeners, talking to them, give, with, yeah. their, with their veins open, giving blood. We did it at the forum? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, we started at Los Angeles High School on Olympic Boulevard. Nell Kane and I went down there and checked it out. It was, it was the first year, and we're like, I don't know how this is going to go, but... Yeah, because you don't think a rock radio station and drawing blood. I mean, it's like, you know, you think... You think other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right. you know what? Greg Allman. I, I really consider KLOS being a, a, a classic heritage rock and roll station with listeners that have a heart does it surprise you that it's still here 50 years on? a little bit a little bit yeah. because what what lasts 50 years you know yeah but it's really a testament to our listeners and to the people that were here yeah you know i mean everybody it was a it's still a family i yeah. you know i haven't been in these studios ever this is my first time in these studios yeah. but you know it's just this radio this community at klos i, th- I think one of the things that i i appreciated 
And I know the sales department's going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> but don't say it. I'm going to say it. <laughs> but one of the – I think our heart was there for the listeners. It's like we came in as listeners of music and we knew what it was like to be, you know – as a young child, listening to that music and hearing it. And so when we came in here, it's like we want to do things as best we can without fighting with the sales department for the listeners. And it's like, you know, we don't want to give away a thousand taco certificates, but we want to do something else that the listeners really appreciate. And it was so nice at a blood drive when people come up and say, you know, thank you so much for doing this. Or, or I remember we were at the, it was a livestock concert <laughs> and we gave away a, a car and the winner was there and she just, I don't know how we connected, but she just broke down right there. Mm-hmm. She's like, I haven't had a car in two years. I've been trying to figure out how to get my kid to school. I appreciate this so much. And when you get that feedback, it's like, it. that's what brought me to do this it's like i wanted to do something for the people for the listeners and so um yeah i think you know so much of the thanks i think needs to go out to everybody that listened and and continues to listen yeah continues and made such such an amazing station what it is i'd like to give a shout out to the engineering department oh god yeah i mean tommy on his podcast you know we were there and it's like we want to get out in the community we want to be broadcasting live you know describing the scene or whatever but they're you know the mark and brian mobile and and concerts and all over the place these guys would set it up and and keep us on the air and a, a nice crisp klos signal throughout southern can you california. hear me yeah. except can for you, one can you hear me now can you hear me now i can hear you yeah. you just can't hear each other <laughs> that was great stuff. Uh, but sales, you know, that's a, the thing with sales. I mean, it, it's like it's There's the way a compromise. The, it's the way the business went, yeah. and and the salespeople here that we worked with for the majority were awesome to work with. Absolutely, because they got it. They understood what we did, what we wanted to do, and tried to fit in clients that would work with all of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, we all work together. Yeah. We work together fabulously. And uh, until we all left. <laughs> well, you know. You're, you're still here. I'm yeah. back. But you're back, yeah. Yeah. I, I left I left 2009. That's yeah, right. 2009. Yeah. yeah. I never left. How long have you been here, Stu? 25 years. Good 25. for you. June 6th. June 6th? Oh, oh my wow. God. I know. Wow. What? 25 yeah. years. That's fantastic. And you were here how long? Almost 21 Steven. years. 20. Three and a half, twenty-three. So yeah. I was here. That includes internship, 20, but still working. Twenty-six. It's working I think. for free. Twenty-six. Twenty-six, and then so now my calendar started again. So it's like oh, twenty-six wow. and a half, almost twenty-seven. Screw you guys. <sighs> uh, what are you guys doing now these days? I am working for a company. Uh, we collect box office data worldwide. Uh, when you hear how much money these films made, mm-hmm. uh, we have thirteen offices around the world. How much did uh, Avengers Endgame make, or whatever the film is? I can uh, picture you sitting in front of a mountain of stubs, just one, <laughs> seventeen. Okay, start up. But one. no, that was the the the, the pre you know the daytime show, so that was only seven dollars as opposed to seventeen dollars oh, at night. Yeah. Well, or three D. We it's a uh, multimedia measurement company. There's a lot of stuff for TV, video on demand. I'm in the movie group. We get audience demographic information and pre tracking of trailers and all mm-hmm. that stuff in advance. So we work with all the the studios and small distributors and. Uh, companies like Dolby Atmos and and Real D and yeah. IMAX and people like that. So Paramount hires you and tells him, hey, how much money do we make? Yeah. See, Doug? I am working 
for the mouse again Snoopy. and doing special events. Special events at all over at the parks so, and the studio. Do you have any way to get me into that Star Wars? Star Wars, no. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to go to the Star Wars thing. Get, you can go that after June no, no, 23rd. No. Want to go now? Yeah. There's a there's a press event going on tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, get well, me in. I'm Where's not all my there? friends at Disney? I'm not there. Hey, I want to. I, before we wrap this up, I want to show you. There's two things I was really proud of. The, okay, okay, it might be the same one that I'm thinking of. Well, there, when Mark and Brian first got here, they said, "What you know, Stephen G." This is before I was a lizard killer. What what is going to take, you know, to to say we made it out here? I said, well, number a star in Hollywood Boulevard would yeah. be cool, and being a guest on the Tonight Show. So here's a ticket wow. that I was in the green room. Oh, we got to take pictures of all this. And it was super cool to see them, these guys. And then they had their own Adventures of Mark and Brian, Brian show yeah. on NBC. Uh-huh. But uh, we also want to do a drive-in. Can you find us a drive-in in Simi Valley? And we want to show this drive-in and invite all of our listeners down there. And That was, that to me, <laughs> the, the hardest part was for CW because... It's like finding the driving is one thing, but it's tearing driving. Finding down. one that worked, yeah, <laughs> and then and trying, to, trying to find the film, the right? Yeah, right. that yeah. was the hardest part on whatever it was, thirty-five millimeter. Yep. you know, finding Frankenstein on thirty-five millimeter or something like that. But that so. was that was a really gratifying promotion because you didn't have to be the ninety-fifth caller. Yeah. it's like just show up. The gates open at five thirty. F- stack your car with kids. Bring candy for the kids, and we're going to do a halftime show. Awesome. And. The drive-in would be just jacked up with people, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, and the kids just thousands. They I went to one of those, and I saw, and I'll never forget this as long as I live. Uh, there was like a, a stupid human tricks. Was that was yeah, 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 yeah. And there was uh, a guy, a girl, a guy and girlfriend uh, act where they took a <laughs> chain and they snaked it through their noses and then into their mouth like a like a like a evil neti pot no. but with a chain not water <laughs> and then they kind of like did like a clothesline they, thing they and they like, did spaghetti like they, that but yeah. that that driving that yeah. happened that's, what's that? that's, that's very entertaining <laughs> well it, it's scarring is what it is <laughs> what's the other one the other thing yeah, oh it was the is the tonight show and then the and the star in hollywood boulevard yeah. with this jo- is one for me i want to, yeah the star in the hollywood with John Travolta and Billy Bob Thornton oh and yeah, Kevin Pollack. Yeah, it's still amazing. out there. Uh, this is one of my favorites. I'm showing – I'm holding up a bootleg album that I have of uh, <laughs> KLOS Welcomes Pink Floyd with the giant building painted pink, mind you, yeah. and the big pig floating on top. The inflatable pig from the tour. That's I, awesome. I it, think that it, was the momentary lapse of reason, reason. tour. Yep, it absolutely was. And we had to convince our, our friends at KBC – radio that we're going to paint the building pink we're going to fly this pig over the building and I remember and David Gilmore came down the, the record label brought him down but we're, we have this truck hoisting this pig and the wind is like whipping through La Cienega nice. and this pig is like yeah. you know back and forth left right you know and, and people are like taking bets that this thing is just going to topple over and so over. close to LAX as well yeah right. oh. freaking out yeah but <laughs> that was classic. Wouldn't it, be it, the first time I got away. Yeah. <laughs> one of the promotions on that one was they did a, a sound check for like I think it was I don't know twenty five or thirty KLOS listeners. There were no seat at the Coliseum, uh, and there was speakers all the way around. It's like okay, it's really really tight, like five KLOS people and X amount of listeners, and we go in there and, and we saw Pink Floyd play about eight or nine songs, like, and you could walk to the front of the stage to the back wherever you wanted to go. It was awesome. That's awesome. What are you most proud of looking back on your time here? You, Rita. You know what? I want to say something to you, Steve. There, I, I, you showed me one of the billboards, and there was a billboard 
that thank God you warned me the day before it went up. We talked less? No, not that (laughs) way. There was a a billboard that specifically had my name on it. And and the caption was going, but it didn't say that. Remember what it said? What did it say? I'm not going to say it on air. Why? But it was no. I, I just I, oh, I re- there was an issue. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and thank God, Steve said, Rita, you should know about this. It's like, yeah. I mean, this is my integrity. This is my person. This is Ooh, this, this is, is myself. This billboard says, "Walk on the wild side." Rita Wild Midday. And it was awesome because you had you put one up at right by Anaheim Stadium. So thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. What are you most proud of, Steve? You know, it was just I'm I'm just proud of the time I was here. I gave it my all while I could. I put up with the problem <laughs> things with the lawyers. Did you ever a lawyer stop you from doing anything uh, you wanted to do? You Where know, you well, the lawyers finally <laughs> asked, "What would you do for Super Bowl tickets?" Because they thought somebody's going to yeah. finally die, yeah. and we are going to have a major issue. And you know what? I didn't blame them because some of the things we saw people do, I'm like. Well, the guy swallowed his eyeball or something like that. You know, the guy bungee jumping, I'm just keep thinking, you know, into the giant pile of, I think it was whipped cream or something. (laughs) But I'm like, he's going to hit his head on this platform and he's going to die in front of these cameras or something. There there was a whole bunch of things that were like. The guy that ate the football, barbecued the football. football My favorite one, because of the promo that I had to make for this was, you know, I got to really tell the the story with with sound effects, was the dude who took, uh, I don't know, (gasps) how many darts in the ass? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He he painted a target on his butt, and then had his buddy throw darts at it. And thank God his buddy could throw darts, because if he missed... Well, there was was a guy guy who, it was really simple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He says... I'm a very hairy guy. I have a roll of duct tape. I'm going to put it on me, and you can rip it off. <laughs> Wait. It wasn't. It was rip it off, but then he jumped into a kiddie pool full of alcohol. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And it was like a cartoon. Uh, the minute he touched, the minute he touched it, his body like reacted to immediately kick him out. Like he didn't hit the bottom of that pool. Paramedics are standing by. Like a he hit this, and I swear, I'm like, I, I couldn't have believed it. If he I bounced. saw it again, but he <laughs> bounced out of there. Yeah, it's amazing. A lot of the stuff we got away like, with back oh, then. It would never God. happen anymore. I'll tell you, the, the thing that I'm most proud of are the listeners, the, the people I worked with, and, and all the folks, the countless number of people that worked on that community switchboard yeah. and, mm. and came out for the cool patrol. Yeah. Um, everybody in our office, there's too many to name, but they know who they are. It was just... Uh, a really tight team. A lot of volunteers at that time. Yeah, in the we, early years. And I'm grateful for the 21 years I had here. You know, yeah. Yeah. rock and roll, man. Special time. Thank you very much, Stephen G. Smith, yeah. Lizard Killer, C.W. West, two former promotion directors. Sti- great. Thanks, Rita. Stewart, Stewart, Stewart. One Thank last you. thing: sticks tickets. <laughs> 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 All right. 